Let's wake and bake with the boys Pull out some weed and get high Dude smoking on the bong While Scotty's talking way too long Got time to smoke one more Taking the message To the people now Keep smoking and growing And watching prohibition fall down Wake and bake, four seventeen, and we are baked. I so. dude, dude, you got to be. People sometimes say you don't smile enough. You've got to be smiling because I got the fucking permagrant going. So yes, it is another dude grow show, or I mean, wake and bake America, whichever one. Rolling in, uh, rolling in hot. So I hope you guys are all tuned up out there. Yeah. Talk a little grow talk news. You know how we do it. So let's get into it, man. Who? Uh, who are you All supporting right. today, Scotty? You know what? I found I found my Dewey Mr. Cloner. I think it was my nine site. It might be a fourteen. I can't remember which one I got, but really cool product, man. A little uh, hey, you got a picture of that you can throw up, man? It's just this little, really simple cloner that instead of using a uh, water pump, which water pumps clog really easy, it uses an air pump, man, and a really wide, uh, just a, a much better mousetrap, I'll say. I know I hate to use that. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving myself open for you to poke fun, dude. But uh, no, I, he, guy just took, took the weak point, uh, you know, the, the Achilles heel of a clone, uh, of a cloning system, which is they always get clogged, man. And so he just kind of figured out how to do it, man. You know, push the air where the water goes, man. So good, good stuff, man. Dewey Mister. Uh, they're really inexpensive. Me of keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, yeah. But they're really simple, and you can get them over. I think you can get them for fifteen, twenty bucks, something like that. And retrofit your coupon corner. code, dude. You can get them for less. <laughs> deal, man. Deal. I heard but, a coupon code just today, just today. For Joe Rogan, it was like, and it was—I think it was for—he he has an ad now with uh, Stanley Brothers or whatever, Charlotte's right. Web, over right. on his show, and they—they they go coupon code Rogan seventeen, and I'm like, why? Who? Why does it? Why? Why does it have to be that seventeen? Because they get hired it. a professional marketing company, man. I you guess know? we'll yeah. Tomorrow's will be Rogan eighteen. And I don't anyway. Yeah, um, overthinking it, I guess. <laughs> so, all right, cool. With that being said, I'll uh, shout out to RX Green Solutions with my green shirt today. It's always green shirt day when you're in ah, the studio, right? Right, man. RX Green Solutions and uh, the life from RX Green Solutions throwing in the Dewey Mister Cloner. That's like a Reese's peanut butter cup, man. <laughs> it's like your peanut butter in my chocolate, man. Guys, it is a uh, that is a great cloning product as well as a two part base. If you want to have like a simple program you can run just their two-part base and yeah two-part base yeah see i did get a little i get this vape pen out away from me because (laughs) sometimes i'm so high i think i need to hit it but then i'm like why anyway uh great product line uh tested and and used by myself on a few different grows as well as check out their website i still have some things i need to read over there um like i said a lot of scholarly articles you know what i'll say about rx green solutions is one of the things they have that's really unique is that harpin protein and i know guru's really ripped but come on man let's talk about the harpin proteins those are pretty cool man the harpin proteins pretty much trick the plant into thinking when there's no infestation of any types of pest on it it tricks into thinking that it's completely covered in pests so the plant will without being stressed at all from there actually being pests there uh, activate parts of its immune system to be defending against something that's not there so that if something does come in, the plant is already like full bore ready to fight. It's like when somebody says there's a spider on you. Yeah. And I you're like, yeah, <laughs> like that's, you know, it's getting y'all ready. It's getting y'all, but nothing's really there. But yep. it got you a little ready and now you're more prepared <laughs> if there is one. What a trip, man. All right. Anyway, check them out, guys. Arc Screen Solutions. And uh, they're available all over the damn place. All yeah. Right. Fleetline Dave, executive producer. Yes. Wake and Bake 417. What's up with Fleetline Dave? It's cool dude, offering a lot of green greenhouse advice. He's done it before, man. So, uh, yeah, just a really cool guy. And like I said, I like that car, man. I didn't know what a Fleetline was. <laughs> it's cool, right? You got to admit, man. I dig it. It looks like it, you don't need to wear a seatbelt in that vehicle. No, gonna... seatbelts, man. They Very didn't think of those to like another. Solid looking car. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. That looks cool. All, All right. right. So, yeah, thanks for participating and hanging out. Yeah, Fleet very Line. cool DGC member. Don't man. give Scotty any more ideas. All right. <laughs> let's see. Oh, man. Sorry. Hey, dude, I was, we were just listening to uh, 
in the when we came back to the studio, man, I turned on a little Bad Brains, and the dude had not heard Bad Brains. That's your mountain biking music right there. Is man. it Bad Brains? Is a pretty newer band? Nah, or they're or old, man. Really they're, old. They're they're old and gone now, man. But from back in the day, it was like punk meets reggae. It was we already awesome. decided you could one up. You can always one up people on this because I came into studio today and I was like. I was having a pint last night waiting on some wings to go, and the dude next to me, he's about 25-ish, looked like right. a cool cat, started BSing, and I forgot how we got on the subject. But anyway, I'm like, you don't know who Pearl Jam is? He's like, never heard of him, man. And I, was, I was like, hmm. Huh. But, but that's an anomaly, man. But you guys, you, have, you, you can almost pull that on anybody, is. though, that there's such a... Oh, a, yeah, because, I mean... Wait, and then you said he started talking about Into the Wild. Well, because, yeah, he actually had just got back from Alaska, and he there was showing go. off some pics and shit, and he's Starting like... Starting to make sense. Totally reminded me of that movie, Into the Wild. I'm like, oh, you like that movie, Into the Wild? That whole soundtrack is a Pearl Jam, or Eddie Better. but anyway... It's deep. It's I don't deep. even know what Into the Wild is, man. Is that the one where the guy gets eaten by the bear at the end? No, it's the one where he starves to death at the end. Yeah, Aww. he just starves to death. I love, I love as, this story. He doesn't have it as lucky as getting eaten by the bear. <laughs> All right, anyway, what's up with 200 milligram gummies? Or dummies or gummies? Which one, man? <laughs> I wrote dummies, and that's, maybe that's what I should call them, man. But I... Uh, was asking if anybody had any medicinal gummies, you know? And, uh, yeah, it's, it seems like what I got hooked up with was a 200-milligram gummy, okay? Mm-hmm. I was like, so what is this? Now, what's the size of it? Is it a, like a gummy? It's decent it's... size, man. It's about an inch, I'm thinking maybe like an a... inch square. Okay. And I'm just like, so what is this, a 10 or a 25? <laughs> and he's a younger guy, and he's like, no, they're 200s, man, 200s. <laughs> It's like why you eat yeah, the whole one? I eat them and they you know they get you pretty whacked, man. And then you go to sleep. I'm like Jesus, man. You know. So I'm but pre- how, how's the whack part before I, you go I, to sleep? I, I, I That's what look, I get worried about for people. Yeah, I've just looked at the thing. <laughs> That's all I've done with it so far. I'm like, you know what, man? I'll uh, I'll, I'll think about this for a little oh, bit. But totally. Have, have you ever heard of a 200? They're like, yeah, you can get them in 200 or 250 milligrams, and it it's a little it's... one inch square. All it's screaming is that last stand-up I think Rogan had on Netflix or whatever when he's getting a gummy bear from like a dispensary in Cali, and he's asking the bud tender like, "How much? How much of this should I eat?" And the, the bud tender's like, "Only the leg, man!" Like freaked out. Only tight. the leg. <laughs> like only the leg. <laughs> well, they have those breath breath mints or something, or they're like these. Uh, I don't know what they are, but they're freaking really strong, man. It's good to know. And- how do they measure that? How do the How do you measure putting two hundred milligrams? Into a gummy. You know what? I'm going to ask the person. Because <laughs> I get concerned about that as well. If yeah. it's just like a... If you want to be real precise about it, you would make a concentrate. Um, Inside a gas spectrometer, or, right? No, make a concentrate, get it tested, figure out the percentage, then right. you know by weight how much THC you have in in whatever concentrate you're using. Yeah, I can fucking guarantee mix it, that, that ain't in, happening. Mix that into butter or coconut oil or whatever they're using to make the food with it. And right. Then, then you know, like, a pretty good estimate of if everything is, like, homogenous, you know how much is in each dose. Not happening. So I don't know. They're probably between <laughs> two and 500 milligrams. So that's, I guess. What, that's what I get concerned about with people. <laughs> um, you know, you have a bad experience in edibles or when I'm trying to help somebody out that just wants to sleep and I'm like, you should take half of, like, you need a, just like the way regular pharmaceuticals work, right. I'm glad legalization is helping us get to that point where you can get a cons- – I know if you go out in Colorado and test all the edibles and shit at the dispensaries, like if the marijuana enforcement division goes sure. out, pour what's on the label, some of them are spot on. Others are off a little bit. Maybe a few are off pretty whack, but right. they're, they're trying to regulate on that, which I, I think is a good it thing. It is cool, man. I want to have consistency in my edibles, man. Otherwise, you're going to – like you know, the other day um, – Somebody was uh, somebody I know was the uh, watchdog dad at their kid's school. <laughs> that, you know, just this person I know, right? And like, he talked to his other buddy, hangs out with, and he's like, "Sounds like a perfect edibles day." <laughs> and before I, that day started, I, know that guy. I was like, "Okay, man, maybe I'll have an edible." And I was looking at it, and I'm like, "Dude, you were told that these are 10 milligram edibles. Do you know they are?" For sure, like I was, right. I looked at it for another minute. I'm like, I'm not playing that, man. Like, I, I can't. Ha- I gotta have. I gotta know exactly what's going on. You know, nothing wrong with a ten minute. I mean, it's not even gonna make you feel like super high or whatever. But I denied the edible on that day. Yeah. So because there, you you don't want to have the uh, or people that are relying on it for pain and going to work. You get oh this gummy, like you said, this one's actually two twenty one. Anyway, 
All right, let me know when you try those gummies. Yeah, what's up with that guy's eyes over there, man? I'm pretty sure he peed his pants, too. <laughs> mm. Ask him, though. We'll report back on how they measure that. Very curious. Yeah. All right, what else you got going on? David Montgomery, huh? You no, know, man, like I said, I had a hell of a day uh, yesterday, it was. Yeah. I just wanted to go to bed and, and re- you know, I don't really like to read books, man. I like to listen to my books, but mm-hmm. a new David Montgomery book came out. I do. He is my favorite author, I will say right now. All right, he's no Kurt Vonnegut, okay? I still like him. But uh, as far as for teaching me stuff about, you know, ag and, and the way things are working, I really learned a lot about microbes through Hidden Half of Nature and then uh, really learned a lot about dirt through the, through the book Dirt, The Erosions of, of Civilization, mm-hmm. it's called. And it's just a trip how you just you see that that if you don't respect the dirt you soil just, you mean well yeah I'm sorry Earth. man I fucked it up didn't I man if you don't <laughs> respect your soil uh, which is you know what has the life in it then you're it's really hard to keep your culture going or to keep the society going he goes talks about ancient Rome and he talks about you know these islands Easter Island and all, all this really trippy stuff man and you start realizing and then he goes and he goes and uh, drives around the country. And he goes, what you guys are farming on now isn't the soil anymore. All your soil's gone. Soil's that rich black earth. He goes, when you fly over on an airplane, it ain't, you're not farming the soil. You, you don't see any bl- rich black earth. You see, like, shit looks like a baseball diamond. You know what I mean? That clay, yeah. it's... It's it's uh it's driving through the Great Plains is almost depressing. You can look on the side of the highway and see the just rows and rows of corn and then salt buildup, like huge amounts of salt yeah. buildup on all the irrigation ponds and everything there. And it's like the same thing, just like that. You know, we got stuck. You know, society got stuck going to the doctor all the time, getting seven medicines when you're really not really. You know, you need maybe one or something or none. You know, we're kind of hooked on that, and the, the same lobbyists or the same groups got a hold of the farmers and they got them convinced that you have to you know buy all these all this big stuff the government pretty much said in the 70s you have to get bigger get out you know and then these guys uh you know, they buy all this equipment and they get stuck buying all this, you know, all these chemicals, the Roundup and then the Roundup Ready GMO seeds. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, it's all it's like this big kind of scam going, man. You know, well, everybody's certain, making a bunch of money. To get educated. And I'm not saying it's, uh, yeah, the full full group. I had a, a article or yeah, heard on NPR. It's like this Iowa farmers that made it real big time and they were pushing what they were originators of some type of seed and then another cat was the guy that was a nitrogen salesman way back in the day and that's yeah, mega- you know the nitrogen is all um it, the, the nitrogen in this country and all that uh fertilizer mm-hmm. is controlled by the Koch brothers i'm not that, surprised yeah but you know like the, you always hear like, they're also pe- the same people making all the bombs yeah well because ni- i mean that that's what the nitrate fertilizer right. exact same process is what they use to make gunpowder and yeah explosives. so it just seems pretty crazy that you know you always hear the Koch brothers evil or whatever they do control the country's nitrogen production interesting <laughs> it is crazy but there are i mean there if people keep pushing they are there's more i'm not going to call it hype but farmers like these farmers that, that i heard about in iowa who took all their land and they're going all to the they're trying to bring it back to the native shit have the cover crops and they no talked till? about the runoff yeah and how much time it takes a lot of time to do that after the land's been jacked up there's nothing left you're you're farming on subsoil the soil is that rich black microbial um a uh, laden you know mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's you know whatever soil and what happens when you pour water through it it holds the water what happens when you just have that dirt is that when you pour water on it, the water carries the particles, the silt, it gets carried or it gets carried away, man. So it's it's pretty crazy, man. No, it definitely is. And you're talking about here, yeah, the runoff. That's what the uh, main the main issue is with the overnitri- overnitrification of the planets. Yeah, this guy was saying they, he was saying they did experiments, legitimate experiments with no till. Me, me, and uh, less is more, which was kind of a trip. We're talking uh-huh. about it. He wants to do the same stuff because he's a, a legitimate farmer. And he was saying that uh, uh, Dave Montgomery was saying 350 pounds of nitrogen is what the government says you, you need to put on your crop. You know, you need corn or whatever. So I mean, 350 pounds of nitrogen per acre. Okay. They had it to where because a shitload's going to run off, just like Guru said. Man, you see it on the side of the road. Uh, they did it with a hundred. 20 pounds of nitrogen just because they didn't open they did it no till where they just put you know they opened up the land put the fertilizer in there and then closed it back up you know so it didn't have a chance to run off and that was uh they used two-thirds the uh less two-thirds less 
You know, but the fertilizer salesmen don't want to hear that shit, man. Do you I mean, imagine just... if the fertilizer industry has to go down by two thirds because instead of you know saying you need three hundred and fifty pounds, you need one hundred and twenty? They yeah. would freak out. Nobody's going to do that. They'll lobby the shit against that, man. Yeah, it is education. Just need the ongoing education that shit like Colin's trying to do over at Mammoth P and whatnot, yep. trying to you know he's met with farmers before and he said that's just such a such a hard group to change at all to change their ways, you know. This is this type of farming hasn't been going on that long in the big picture. And think about the guy that goes to church with you that you know you've been to his you know kids' communion and whatnot, and he's your fertilizer salesman, Larry. He's been there for twenty five years for you. What about he, him? He was your daddy's fertilizer salesman, and Larry's got your best interest in mind. Larry's got a farm just like you, and there's no reason why you wouldn't listen to Larry. I will yeah. just say, without uh, commercial agriculture the way it is now, if like they tried to go back to all organic farming, we couldn't support the population that's on the world right now. I'm going to tell David Montgomery you said that. <laughs> no, you know what, man? He's coming but to That's hang why out, people man. should grow their own food and grow their own cannabis so they know what's going into it and know that it's grown with quality ingredients. Diggity. Yeah, I, I agree with you. They should also... They should, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> they should also grow their own foods, though, man. It's not that hard if you're going to you know, have a greenhouse. I think what just like... Like the internet, man, what makes it so cool is decentralized. You know, there's millions and millions of hubs, of hubs all over the place. So there's millions and millions of uh, computers. Uh, it's a decentralized network. If your food is decentralized, if, if you've got millions and millions of food producers all, or, all around, your backyard is food production, your neighbor's backyard. It's pretty cool, man. You get a lot, a lot of really good, high-quality, nutrient-dense food that way. So, so did you get your event? Um... Yep. Event is on the fourth, man. June fourth. It's locked in, huh? Yes, sir. At at New Belgium Brewery. We're was gonna... that a Friday? Maybe I don't know. I don't you know, know why what? I asked you that. I Drew, ask can you find out what June fourth <laughs> is, man? I don't know. It's the day I hang out with David Montgomery, man. But we're gonna bring him out to the New Belgium Brewery. We've got a room that seats about a hundred people, and uh, I haven't gotten in touch with Colin yet. I'm not really sure how that's all gonna work out, but I'm sure I'm sure he'll show up. And I just thought we could all do like a Q and A, you know, let the guys talk for a little bit, and then just do a Q and A. Uh, David Montgomery's new book is called A Revolution Down at the Farm, or A Revolution Down on the Farm. And that's what we need. I, and I, it's not too late, man. It's not like a book of hopelessness, man. It's a book where if we all get aware, um, I think we can really do something, man. I think, you know, as fast as we change it, he's saying uh, you're not supposed to be able to build soil as fast as we can. But we've got some tricks to build soil pretty damn quick, man. Yeah. How many? You said June 4th? June 4th. What is that? It's a Sunday. Yeah, that's what I suspected. It is a Sunday, man. So Sunday evening, yeah, and then we're gonna go out and drink afterwards, dude. You coming? Mm, are we gonna smoke as well? What do you take me for? Just the booze, booze hound here, or what? I don't know. I think yeah, I'm wondering, man. It's at the brewery, man. So we gotta go have a couple beers. Definitely a little too high right now. That's some crack weed we smoked. Uh, what do you think, weed. man? You think David Montgomery will smoke out with us, man? <laughs> I'll bet you we can't tell anybody if he does. <laughs> well, I can turn Come on, that got, into man? a couple things real quick. Uh, I have, uh, on that subject matter, as far as that something you say real quick, you said, come on, we all, revolution, we need the change to happen. Everybody on our level of consumer use, which is home homeowner, right? you know, Home Depot, you go buy your Scots or whatever, mm -hmm. people, not me. Um, if no, if a lot of people just stop doing that, you kind of control the market with how you spend, right? So we do dollars, absolutely, man. And the, I didn't. I just for people. I mean, most people know. I don't even know that garden at home or do whatever. I don't use any like any of the stuff as far as that's the the big bag nitrogen or whatever. What I think this is how you like show your appreciation, man. Like all these jazz hands. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the only problem oh, if, I, if I want to be the only problem that. if I want to be really uh, <laughs> I was trying to be hipster man <laughs> if I want to be really lazy it goes into people that are just you know it's so easy just to walk around with your one gallon gun sprayer of uh, round roundup yeah. okay but I love to go out and pick weeds every once in a while it gets you outside see I hate picking weeds man if well, you look if, if you look about... deep you'll find a hidden bottle of roundup <laughs> yeah I mean I don't know what to do when I see you know when I see uh, weed at the uh, uh, in the lawn. I don't know shit about a lawn. That's why I stopped growing it. I actually don't spray the Roundup anymore, but back in the day, it was a very obvious solution. Yeah, you got For weeds. your lawn? If you got a weed, you spray Roundup on it. That's what they tell you on TV, bro. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know? that's, we, yeah, we've covered that. They and have... I just couldn't do it after doing it. You know, I've done it before. I have a bottle of Roundup still that I look at what, some days. What they've done know? on TV to the people that, and it still was in, in my brain, is ridiculous when you really think about it for a minute. They have taught you when a flower, a yellow flower comes up in your right. grass, that is a weed and you should kill it with our spray. You know what I'm just thinking about <laughs> is the dude that keeps fast forwarding looking for when we start talking about weed. And he's we like, really, fuck, yeah, we're we still can, talking about dandelions. We got really dude. high, man. Let's, you know. Hey, can we get really high? Since we're really high, can we talk about me? We were just tripping out, Guru and I. We were having out, hanging out, eating lunch, and we were just talking. It was in the book and about photosynthesis and about how it all works, man. About how plants build, you know, build tissue. I think if you can kind of think about that, it just may. If you understand that on a basic level, it makes growing at least we understand what the fuck we're trying to do. You know, which is uh-huh. carbohydrates, right? The plant is filled with carbohydrates. No, do we, we don't. Do we agree? That's what it uses for. It's its food. It's, yeah. it, the plant feeds itself. With okay, carbohydrates. Yeah. And when you eat, when we're you're... talking about a weed plant, right? Yes. Said, okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. But the sugars are carbohydrates. So where does it get? What? Where? I was just thinking about a carbon and a hydrogen is what carbohydrate must be, right? Or Carbo- yeah, yeah. Hydro- the sugar it's making is C six H twelve O six. So six carbons. Uh, 12 hydrogens and 6 oxygens. So it's getting the carbon from the carbon dioxide in the air. So the more carbon dioxide, so the more parts per million of carbon dioxide you have in the air, the more carbon it can pull. And then it's getting the, uh, the hydrogen from the water, right? Because water's H2O. It's got hydrogen in it. So it's pulling, and then it's taking those together. And then the, the guru said it beautifully, the catalyst... You know, the thing that's making it all happen is the sunshine in the leaf, man. That's the energy yeah. source. You know, it's like a, it's just a trip, man. I was about to say, are you blowing your own mind right now? It's, I, we were just bullshitting about it, and the whole process of it is really amazing. If you think about that and you start to understand it, you go, okay, man, I get it. I get why more CO2 in the air is going to bring me more bulk of my plant. You know, it's not going to make increased quality. I don't know. It's good. The bulk, yes, I, I believe it's going to make more plant. You know what I find amazing What's with that? it is that when I, because I just planted a bunch of different whatever, uh, um, Herbs, like no, like oregano, all that. Okay. Or just in general, and it's some planted some dill. The size of some seeds, like you got to use a scope sometimes, and like tweezers. Oh yeah. For some, and then what it, that thing can produce is like sometimes that'll blow your mind, dude. You're like, look at this. I can't even see where it's at, and it's gonna grow me a, a plant. To yeah, it's ama- I mean, th- even the uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like pine trees. The, the seeds for pine trees are tiny, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think they're like teeny tiny. They're you know? in the pine cones. The pine cones are yeah. pretty freaking big. The pi- they're pine nuts. But don't they fall out of the pine cones though? That's the whole seed. Yep. The pine cones, the whole seed. No, no, no. Yeah, they're inside. There's there. lots of them in the. Yeah. Seed. All right, I'm trying to go with it, man. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go with it more. Let's get into uh, how we roll on Guru. I don't, we've been going for like three minutes now, right? <laughs> Twenty-two, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? You put extreme ownership on the. <laughs> On the uh, what you don't have extreme ownership. We were talking, dude. Guru, or, <laughs> dude calls me up like three minutes after the building inspector has left, <laughs> and <laughs> the guy's just like, "Yeah, you're gonna have to tear your floor out." And uh, sorry, you spent thousands of bucks to do it right, but uh, too bad you got to rip it out, man. Maybe I'll let you put dirt back in there if you're nice. And uh, dude calls me up and he's like, "Yeah, well, you know." Just like, uh, you know, like Rogan says, man, extreme ownership, man. No, it was from a, a book that one of his guests yeah. commented on. You got to own it's it, a, man. You got to know who, who's to blame for that. Some ex-Navy SEAL made a book called Extreme Ownership. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. dude, I don't think I'm ready. I'm not ready for this yet, man. Not ready for extreme ownership <laughs> What yet. does that mean? You read the book? It means, no, I haven't. I'm, I might get the book. I'm, I mean, the phrase itself, which I know is behind it. You know, does pretty good. My wife will call me out on on owner ownership, man. Why don't you take ownership, right? Or growers, man. You're a grower, a grower. Number one thing, man. I got mites from Steve. It's like, dude, if you would have went through a proper quarantine process, I mean, shit can still happen, right? But you know, you, you, you got to blame yourself, man. When shit happens, man, that's because uh, yeah, you don't have, have a, a system. A twelve year old now, so this is a constant. To, oh well, this that. I'm like, what are you talking about, boy? Like, you're yeah. try- he's just, I can see his brain running. He's trying to blame somebody, somebody else. else or an excuse. Oh, but man. it's good in general. In general, life would make you think a little bit head, ahead of like, okay, what are the uh, potential, you know, circumstances from this decision? And are you going to own those? Right. I love it. I want to make a t-shirt. Extreme own ownership. It. <laughs> own it. Own it, bitch. 
Anyway. All right. <clears throat> Are you ready now? Have you taken ownership of your situation? Scott? Yes, I have, sir. Yes, <laughs> extreme, I have. In an extreme manner. <laughs> Let's see what the DDC smoking on, man. I owned it, and now I'm going to bed. <laughs> Purple goats. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Whoa! Definitely hey. the purple. This is like solid squeaky. purple color in the uh, nice squeaky Steve. All right, looks like hard nug. And the I love it when you have yeah. There's no barely maybe ten percent green in these leaves. Guys are real dark purple. Usually you get this with some good temperature differentials, but some strains will pull it out even in a regular room. Yeah, I'm looking at those leaves curling up like that. I wonder what that is. I wonder if that is a heat thing. You know, I've seen that happen with heat when they taco like that. What week of flower is he in? Does he say here we got leaves going off of some pretty done looking flowers? Sure. He goes been he's been flushing, chopping down soon. He's in week eight. So that you're in week eight, um, I wouldn't sweat that. I just had a bunch of leaves cup on my my, my uh, Harlequin as well. And I'm in week almost eight and I've been flushing it. I'm I was like, is this a sign of some potential starvation? Like it's getting frustrated because right. I'm not feeding it and cupping up. Right. I'm, not, no, I'm not running hot, and the other plants in the room aren't doing it. So, anyway, deep thoughts. <laughs> Thanks there for putting that in, Squeaky Steve. Yeah. Hook you up with the thousand nugs. Check it all out over on DudeGrows.com. Going through some minor updates soon, guys. We had a, we had that meeting we said we were going to have. So yeah, it didn't work out that good. <laughs> <laughs> but we did make a list, a short list. For Bruce Banner. To, we uh, lost the list. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Hey, how, well, can you tell me, um, you know, the order of the uh, strange at the GGC Cup and the numbers in that jazz? Yeah. And somebody, nobody took a picture of that. That seems like my MO. I would take a picture uh, of something, yes. man. All right. Who you got for some, uh, oh, you just growers love in the member section? Yeah. You know what? I don't know if, if anybody caught this, but you put, you have the Kingston story up right in there. Man, our boy. That was like an hour long, wasn't it? It was a while, man. We came over and hung out, took a, took a dab or two. And, uh, man, that was a fucking rough story, man. A really interesting. And something that everyone should, everyone should listen to, man. I, I, my eyes were opened after that story. Go. Cool. You know? I have not listened to it myself. I will go up in the members Yeah, area. check it out, man. You got to hear his story, man. But, uh, yeah, it's over in the member section. Like I said, we'll be releasing these. Uh, uh, that's in the, in the uh, Stone Call section, isn't it, bro? Do we put that there? Yeah, it's out in the Stone Call section. Okay, cool. And like I said, we'll be releasing these uh, when we take uh, time off or a vacation week or something like that. We'll probably release these Stone Calls. But for now, all of them are immediately available as soon as we get them produced uh, right up in the member section. And the membership's been going good. Man, I can't thank you guys enough. Uh, really helps make the show. Yes, sir. <laughs> My eyes Dude are just I. a little weird. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Nice, man. So, uh, did you find, you know, I found something. I don't think you found We were scrambling for a little news story here, and I thought this was kind of funny, man. This was about public consumption from the cannabis. Is smoking marijuana on your front porch public use? A lingering legalization debate in Colorado. And it just says. Why? See, now, first, real quick. Mm -hmm. So there is smoking marijuana in front porch public use, like meaning could you get cited for that? Could you right. get a ticket for that? Right. I mean, I think it shouldn't be, but why is it even really a question? You're not, I guess, unless you got a, it's not even, it's it, like a non-issue to me. I Ooh. feel like it falls under the same jurisdiction as like public uh, or indecent exposure in your front yard. So a cop would have to be walking by your house or driving by your house, look over, notice you were smoking on your front. Like that is highly unlikely, almost impossible. But or what? your neighbor Because you can asshole. also just walk into your house and then they need a warrant, so... But what if you're sitting there smoking a joint and while the kids are walking by the bus stop or something? I don't know. You know, I really don't. Then at that point, you're probably the person maybe that does need to be ticketed because you're, you know, if you're blatantly using it in front of kids. But most people have so many ways to smoke. This is just such a non-issue that you, you wouldn't what even. What if you got a super, you know. A fraternity with like four foot bongs and shit out on their front porch No, I, I have Jehovah's Witness neighbors, okay? And God love them. They're actually really nice people. Did they man. turn you in? No, maybe. <laughs> I don't think it was them. I don't. You no, know, because they keep to themselves, and we get along just fine, you know. Okay. But if I'm sitting there smoking a, uh, you know, a joint on my front porch, and they walk by walking their dog, 
And they're, I don't know. Does that... If you're outside, the person would have to be... I don't think it's a problem. It shouldn't be a problem. Anyway, what are they trying to do with the news story? Sorry, that bothered me. Yeah, let's normal. If we normalize cannabis, though, man, no, it shouldn't be a big deal. If somebody's smoking a joint on their front porch, you should be like, yeah, they're smoking a marijuana cigarette or whatever the fuck lame way you want to put it to a six-year-old, you know? But uh, it shouldn't be a big deal, man. The more we freak out about it and be like, they're smoking marijuana in there, then then the more it... uh, the more stupidity we have, you know, we've got to end that shit. Uh, just, yeah, just <laughs> it just says the sticking point is whether you can smoke marijuana on the front porch in public view. One of the most enduring debates since legalization of 2012. So it says that Senate and the House have approved different versions of a measure to define the prohibition on open and public consumption. And a panel of lawmakers failed Wednesday to strike a compromise just days before the legislative session continues. You're it's a little verklempt there. Do you need to freshen up? <laughs> this is my favorite quote, man. I, don't, I can't even feel my whole face, bro. <laughs> uh, Welcome to the jungle, quipped Representative Dan Paboon. What's he referring to there? I think he just wanted to say that one day, man. I'd want to say that. You know, if the TV ever interviews me. I want to say something like that. Welcome to the. J- I just always Welcome wanted to, to say that. Jungle, man. Well, you got to do it like right. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> oh shit! But uh, <laughs> so he goes. This has been an issue that we have discussed and debated since the inception of Amendment sixty four. So I guess he's calling the jungle this whole. Yeah. Let's get this figured out. This is crazy. Hey, pot just got legalized, man. Fuck yeah, hey, dude. Can I smoke it on my front porch? <laughs> is that public use? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. Smoke it right now. Um, yeah, as he goes on, my concerns continues to be that in urban and suburban areas, property lines are so close that children walking up and down the sidewalks are not 15 feet from a home, he said. And frankly, it is a crime in Colorado to do a lot of things on your front porch, no matter how much you own that property. I mean, like I said, this is such a one in a million situation here that a kid is walking by. No, it's, it's not. It's not one in a million, man. It can happen. All, what's that? What happens? All right. You well, got the kid kids. would have to be on the porch hanging out. I mean, are we worried about the kids seeing somebody use it? I mean, I could create any kind of situation. Shit, I was talking to my lawyer brother today, man. Maybe through osmosis, man. I could. All right, so, so you're walking your kid to the bus stop, and there's some 19-year-old kids that just rented up a house. It's a party house, and um, they're outside still up from the night before, <laughs> really wide-eyed, smoking joints, man. Would, I you mean, know, you probably, I could see, you know, we're very tolerant. We'd probably make sure, figure a way to explain it to our kids. I could see where you'd be like, fuck that, man. That's a, that, no, that's a bored person. That's like the person that is like the, the uh, I'm going to call compliance on everybody on right. my court. Be like, this person has, I have some shit where I live, you know, or this person has their travel trailer not parked on sure. enough rock. Or when you're sitting there. These and, guys are still on meth you at You just have to be a real, uh, you said meth. This is different. That's well, they're, not, they're, yeah, that's, why, that's that. why they're still up outside. Okay. Now, now they're smoking. Well, know. if they're, yeah, it, it's at the point when it becomes a I don't know. Does meth and public go consumption. Together? With cannabis, does usually doesn't put anybody in danger unless you combine something else like you just mentioned. Um, and yeah, at the, that point, I just think um, it's a non-issue, and it rarely. And there's already shit in place if it was. So, in my opinion, if you're following me, that blow your mind. I don't know what are we talking about again. <laughs> <laughs> Good talk. I'm glad we had this talk. Okay. Smoke on your porch, people. Yeah, you should definitely be able to smoke on your porch. Just don't be an asshole about it. Dude, you know what I mean? If kids, if kids walk by or the old church lady walks by, man, don't fucking blow it in her face. It's it's like you said, it's gotta happen. Um, you know, people picture smoking on a porch to be some crazy ass thing. Most people would never ever know. Anyway, it's like my son thinks probably I was a little not normal for being a grower. He's known I've I'm I've been growing as long as he's been around. But um that uh, it's like, yeah, not really interesting. And then I'll catch him one time. I'll be walking out of the garden. I'm like, hey, boy, you know, did, you know, this like is what this helps people. This is, you know, sure. and I make sure the schools t- teach, not teaching them anything to look at me like, oh, your dad's bad person or whatever. But anyway, I went to the scooter shop the other day and BS with a scooter guy. I don't know if we talked about this on the yes, show. Sir. I don't think. Yeah, he grew weed. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> I didn't know if I said it reminded me. My, my son gave me a little more street cred then. He's like, shit, man, the scooter guy has a grow. My dad has a grow. 
Man, my dad's maybe just this little bit cooler now. <laughs> <laughs> my dad doesn't have a scooter, though, man. Oh, no more scooter, scooter. man. No, I remember <laughs> Easter scooter accident off the picnic table. Couldn't move the next oh, day. Oh, fuck, man. All right, let's move on. Come Driving. on, man. Is it time to recharge it up, man? No, we're just going to do... Yeah, well, we got the shout-out, too, for recharge, man. So yeah. if you don't know one way to improve and maximize your grow, and a good way to help support the show as well, pick up some recharge. You know, especially if you're not running any biologicals at all, yeah. running microbes. I mean, you got to put these things to work for you. Man, there was a time before I knew about microbes, and and when I learned about them, uh, and and when somebody actually hooked, when I hooked up with the formulator that, that he kept telling me for a long time, I was buying some kelp off him for a while, and some mycorrhizae, and he was like, "Dude, you just got to try this product, man." He's he's got the molasses in there; it's got everything you need. And it took me about a year till I was like, "All right, man, I'm, you know, send me some," and yeah. it just knocked my socks off, man. I mean. This well, stuff. then I, yeah, I started with, uh, after I left Hydro, with another product that I learned was more, it had a, a decent microbe count in it, and I was looking for one that had bacteria, mycorrhizae, sure. and some, I like the trichoderma, but then the rest of the product was filler, where that's why I dig on recharge with the molasses, kelp, humic, fulvic, those are most of the things that are in there for as far as carrying your micro, like the micro. Right, right. I mean, there is an amino acid package in there, a good okay. quality amino acid package in there. Word. Well, if you guys want to check some out, realgrowers.com. Hook it up, Amazon Prime Time. Search Real Growers Recharge. Yeah, but check it out, man. You should be able to use this stuff once and come back and see a difference. That's what's so cool about it. That's what makes it so easy. I know. I didn't believe you. I thought you knowing that you are somewhat of a salesman. I'm like, bullshit, dude. Uh, but then people would call, come up in the store, and be like, dude, definitely helped. Yeah, I put that stronger plant. I have a sticker on that. It says stronger plants in 48 hours, and it's because people would always tell me the plants were like bigger and stronger in 24 hours. So I was like, all right, deal. See, we can do a recharge shout-out perfectly high as hell because we're very well-trained in that arena. <laughs> we get Different it, Different shows and whatnot. Anyway, cool. Who, where can I pick some up, man? Who are you shouting out to? You Come. know, let's, let's give some love to Victory Hydro out here in Colorado in Louisville. Is it Louisville or Louisville? You always ask. Yeah. They'll find them. Victory Hydro, guys. <laughs> I think it's a Victory. It might be just VictoryHydro.com. They're over on Twitter and Facebook. Yep. And it's a cool store, man. If you're an organic grower... They have a good knowledge and like beneficials, um, IPMs. They carry a bunch of the nectar for the gods over there. So one of their they even carry their mix. It's probably one of a few places you can get nectar oh, the for soil, huh? Uh, yeah, nectar for the gods because um, he does his own soil mix out where they're in the northwest. I, I believe, believe so. Yeah, and sends them out. So, but overall, and lastly, the, when I walked in there, I was like, "You guys got some." Re when you look under stores like T Five Lights, right. they have some down here. We're at Way to Grow, and they got some good plants going under them. Some stores just have crap going under <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah. But Victory's little garden was sweet, man. That full on like micro. I don't call them micro, but a, a stout variety of tomatoes, full on fruit, and all kinds of different Fuck shit, yeah. fruit producing. So shout out and uh, enjoy. All right, where are we going to? We're going to take a break real quick, check out a couple memes. Let's do it, man. Come back with some grow talk. Yeah. All right, guys, hang in there. Go over to dudegrows.com, hang out, party, if you will, comment on some stuff, or uh, find an answer to your own question, your own problem in your garden, or just have fun. Could we play that one song, man? What is it? Weed Talk. Let's hit it. Do I know your friend OG Kim Dog? Who? What? Oh, man. You know we were about to sit up in here and smoke some weed and talk to y'all about growing trees and smoking dank. We talk. See, I'm trying to establish with you about growing right. Because your buds are way too small. Don't taste like nothing at all. We talk. Just because you nuke some little bug crawling on the branch. Just chilling in the grow while you was downstairs working in. Tell me, yo, were they aphids or just ants? We talk, and were they messing up your plants? Whoa, we talk. Remember when you met Soma at the club, and you were smoking and dabbing and kicking it? Yeah, you had the permagreen, we talk, yeah. So just sit back and listen to the show And let the knowledge flow And let the dude and Scotty real But some weed talking 
I got so high, I forgot I was hungry. Uh-oh. All right, ready? Yep. <clears throat> yeah, we'll definitely go jam some food after this. A grow talk. What's up, man? What's up with grow talk today? Uh-oh. Under Uh-oh. lighting um, from Grambo. Yes, sir. You're doing Grambo. Is Grambo just a grumpy Rambo? No, man, no. Because okay. that, <laughs> that would kind of make a funny animated series. Grambo no spendable. <laughs> Any of the DGC using T5 or LED lighting setups for underlighting the canopy? I think it was Medi Cropper that used to take four bulb T5 and flip them upside down and slide them along the top of his pots every other row to light up the under canopy. Never seen anyone do it real life, but Medi Cropper's real life, though. But it seems like a great way to knock out LARF. Hmm. I have I, opinion. Go ahead. I do have a friend that does this as well. My buddy Mike, just Mike, will will do this because yield is number one for him, man. So, uh, yeah. I mean, he gets his weight. Interesting. I don't. I mean, if you're, I've had T five like eight bulbs mounted to walls mm-hmm. um, vertically before. He's to get doing that. the two, the doubles is what he's doing. He's not doing like the four. He's doing and I feel twos. like it's going to keep the plant squatter too because it's going to shift the way the oxens are going. Tell me about that. Because uh, tell o- me about these oxens. Oxens are, are what control like stem elongation. Mm-hmm. How, that's how the plant knows where the light is, and it'll turn to go towards the light. But if you're giving it light underneath at the same time, it's gonna all the oxens aren't gonna be telling it to, to go to yeah to, to go, go up. up. They'll be telling it to kind of stay where it is. I see Guru saying what we're all thinking, dude. I don't know. Oxens, it sounds like a pain man. in the ass to me. Either lower larf. One thing in in. As far as I get it, you want that lower larf to be more to Chunky, have one, yeah, to be which you can get more that way, I guess. But I trim away all that lower larf usually anyway to focus all the plant energy on my top flowers, right? But um, I could see it working. Sounds like it's a, a little bit of another job to do. I don't yeah, know. It might not be hard to get those two bulb. What do they call the, the HL fluorescence? That you know, the T fives. Yeah, you know, they got just the, a two bulb T five. Yeah, yeah. If I were to do anything before I spent money on doing that, like I'd added a uh, some UV, like I'd add some Hortolux power vegs or something to my top canopy, depending on that. What if lighting. you added them to the bottom? Might yeah. be cool. Yeah, might be cool. I don't know. I don't think it's a waste, man. I would give it a shot. Uh, just, yeah, don't go overboard with it. Make sure this is one of the things, though, lastly, before you do this, make sure everything else is done. Like, if you have another place to spend money in the garden, because it will add up getting a grip of T5 bulbs and fixtures, uh, make sure there's nowhere else that money can be better spent to make sure environment's 100%. <laughs> this is funny, St. Skinny. I gave up on trying to transform the larf into something worthwhile. I would just shave those legs so she can put that energy into growing a big old perky... Tops. <laughs> nice. I could not have said that better. That's what I was trying to say, but he said it elegantly. That was pretty that was pretty slick there. All right, this is from Thanks George Lucas. Dude. Holy shit, man. And wow. Dude, Dude. we've arrived. DIY grow box. That is a do it yourself, just to let you know. Yeah, I can only, I'm only answering this question if I can ask him one about Star Wars. <laughs> hey guys, I'm new here. My current situation, I can only grow in a small space in a fifth wheel I'm living in. Sounds like George Lucas. <laughs> All right. So the the extra space I have is two and a half by six foot. Wait, so. I just got to say, fucking respect to this guy, man. He's in a fifth wheel and he's growing. That's fucking awesome. I, I, man. I dig. I know. Definitely. Yeah. I hope you're married and I hope you just told your wife this is how it's going to be. Man. All right. <laughs> I'm going to grow my medicine, baby. Come on now. The extra space <laughs> I have is two and a half by six feet. So I threw up a two by four, a do-it-yourself two by four box to fit that exact spot and converted it and uh, covered it in panda plastic. Due to opportunity and money constraints, all I have is a six hundred watt cob cob setup. So that's like LED, right? Yeah, that sounds okay. Six hundred watt cob. I'd be dimming that down and just getting that sounds the great full, full efficiency of it. Yeah, yeah, you've got more than enough light to cover a four by four with that. So excellent. So, what I would do was. Uh, yeah, I would just take the bedroom part and make that my grow. There you go. That stay on the couch. The best, no, I mean the best. If you want to learn how to grow fifth wheel or trailer style, you just watch Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, and dude. by the way, Ricky guys, killed it. I trailer. lived in a trailer for six months, and it wasn't even a fifth wheel. Then, but I, that's when I first moved to the farm. So I'm gently jabbing here, but by any by any means necessary. And uh, yeah, much love, man. So I'm just jabbing, man. Per your stories of being in that trailer, just definitely, yeah. We're, we're happy, man. We're absolutely happy. 
Oh, I'm, I must be talking thinking of the ones when you go back to visit and it hasn't been inhabited and there's like rats and spiders. I'm telling you, we weren't in a single wide or a double wide. We were in a 31 foot travel trailer for like six months while I got the farm oh, going. Yeah, man. Nice. I know? do remember that time. So, farm family, real. Okay, he's got uh, cocoa. And smart pots, can of cocoa A and B, and recharge. Nice. Uh, it seems like a lot of people are running the meat and potatoes recipe that you have totally pounded into their brain. Uh, you know what? It works. <laughs> it you does quality work. off of it. It's easy. It's because I'm curious what you guys think my next step should be. I've had a few crops outdoor and assisted with a few indoor, but never myself. What else should I get and what is most vital? Thank you, guys. I love this community. George Lucas, don't wash your buds. Okay. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. So, basically, uh, uh, first thing... Your low-rider strain would be good, man. (laughs) Yes. uh, A strain that's not going to stretch. Find some strains. Do some research that you know are going to work better in a a lower overhead. Uh, Sounds like his lighting's good. His cob setup's probably real thin package right like definitely yeah it might it might even just be the actual top to the grow box okay and then now most important i'm assuming is going to be your your odor control that'd be another thing there are strains that are less odorous than others if a concern is stinking up the trailer right you know it's a pretty confined space uh so figuring out another spot to either Either that, he'd just say, fuck it. Yeah, it depends. It <laughs> might, he might be in that situation. Yeah, it might right. be like, shit, that's about to smell better than what I'm used to in here, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty small space. But, yeah, you could probably get a really small filter in there you if you could. wanted to. I would just have yeah. it out in the trailer and just let it... Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You could have a little four-inch can fan with a can 2600 filter, which is really low profile. And if you have the fan turned down a little bit, uh, uh, you'd barely even hear it's running at one end. And that would be good. So at least in that situation, the the it's going to be inexpensive because he doesn't have a ton of air to to scrub. So I don't know what what do you think, man? What do you get? What else would you give him? He's got good nutrients. He's got good light. Um, as long as he's got air moving through, he can't have stale air or whatever. There. Then, right. Oh, if he doesn't, uh, the small spaces like that, depending where you're at, I do recommend. Uh, I'll give a shout to Green Pad, man. That's good CO two supplementation. Oh, yeah, that might, and, this might be a good. Do we still got the Granddaddy Pad? Uh yeah, I think it would be too big for that. You think? I think so. Two by four? It'd have to be a wall. Yeah, Two. it's pretty big. I mean, the granddaddy pads like is it that yeah, big? Jesus, yeah, that man. he would only need to hang up one or two of the regular the regular green pads. Interesting. If man. you don't know what those are, check them out. Green pad CO2, but it might be a good way to supplement some CO2 in there. Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. What you got, man? You I said mean, good genetics. I would have a fan. I mean, I guess he's is he got uh, circulation in there? Has he got something pulling air out? Yeah, that's what these guys, Lord Blueberry and Sir Coughslot, are saying. Make sure you have a way to manage heat. Yeah, you know, I would just constantly. Exhaust. Yeah, just have exactly right an active exhaust. Just have it going all the time. And he will be able to dim his cob setup pretty much halfway, and it'd still be enough light for that area. If yeah. you could figure out, we're saying active exhaust. Obviously, again, depending if you need it or not, that's going to be some stanky ass exhaust. So if you could take it out the top of the fifth wheel somewhere through a a carbon a filter, filter that way, yeah. that's going to be your best bet. Yeah. All right, man. Let us know. Send us a picture. Let's just see. Yeah, I want to see the setup, man. I'm more looking talking about the fifth wheel, man. Fifth wheel is the one you got a uh, fifth wheel. You got to tow around with a, a pickup truck. Pick yeah, truck. Yeah. All right, man, so now I'm disappointed. I, he set the bar high, man. I'm just—I didn't grow in my trailer, man. <laughs> yeah, I've heard you grown. You've grown in trailers. Yeah, not in that one. Yeah, no, and that was my brother Trip. Anyhow, you know that. Yes. Statute of limitations, dude. Strain-dependent question, lacking experience with from Lord Blueberry. Let's see here. Strain-dependent. Lord huh? Blueberry. All right, hey dude, yes. Scotty Guru and DGC. I'm growing some strains that are new to me. Having a little to having a little to no knowledge of some pretty popular strains, I thought the DGC could help me get up to date. I'm in week three of Edge, and we'll be flipping twelve twelve today. So he's got man, everybody got a gross. I always hear about these genetics like this. He's got the Grill Glue number four, Girl Scout cookies. It's like I'm getting tired of hearing about them so popular, <laughs> but they're good. GSC man, New York City Diesel, and one called Cookies Kush. So he's basically asking two strains are blowing up and filling up the space nicely. This is where you get into trouble when you're growing right. too many different varieties. He goes, the cookies remains bushy and strong with indica traits. And then the diesel is spreading more like ground cover than a cannabis plant. These are all grown from seed, so it might be more uh, more than one pheno. Regardless, he wants to know how to try to control all this, you know. 
This is usually when you're a production grower or for the first time, you're like, four lights, I want an even canopy. Sure. I want everything to be yeah. easy to manage. It's um, not that hard to do. I mean, some of them stretch more than others. Like Fish, Fish was talking about how the girls, uh, Gorilla Glue, rather, is a stretcher. I mean, so you got to kind of watch that. But if you if you know what, like that one, I would put in the corner or something like that. We can raise know? up and down. That's what I do. If I have plants that are right now, my Harlequin is on a uh, like a squat, a three gallon pot, raising it up. Right. Um, or the the lemon G's, none of them are raised up, and then keep a nice even canopy. I yeah. So I usually do that. I use also cinder blocks, although heavy and cumbersome, make nice. Because once you can, you know, have them stack three tall, and if you knock into that shit, you're not knocking over plants. It makes a decent stand and makes you stronger. You right. could just have if you were like if you were in a four light room, you could have four separate uh, scrog nets and keep group your strains by which ones are the stretchier ones. And then for the ones that stay pretty squat, they would just need that one uh, scrog net. The taller ones, you just set another one a little bit higher. I'm telling you, you can do a lot of things with the bamboo stakes. I know scrog nets look really good, but, uh, you know, the bamboo stakes, man, you can manipulate those all over the place and move them. Um, they work really good. So I would consider staking uh, each one of your, you know, grooming your buds and then staking each one of them or grooming the plant and staking each one of them on a, uh, on a stake, man. I think, can you stake something on a stake? I don't know. But anyway, I would stake me hungry. I would stake them down so uh, it, no matter what, no matter how tall they get, uh, you can control the height. Because what you can do is just go laterally with them. If it's going straight up, you can just take that bud, you just take the, the clip off it, and have it go that way. Right on. I like Fish Ganja Guy, man. He goes, Gorilla Glue number four is a stretcher. I hate that plant. LOL. Oh, no. I remember I grew that too. I think Straight Nugs oh. hooked us up with the cut back I love in the day. Gorilla and Glue number that four, one man. That's a winner, man. Blue Widow or whatever. That grow. Grew some great flower, but that grow was a pain in the ass to maintain, and everything needed to be supported. Yeah, like, that's I, why I, you take the uh, fire. It's steaks. nice to have a plant where some of it needs. I like the stout genetics, man. I don't like in there like supporting everywhere. You got you walk in and you look and you have like more twisty tie in the canopy than right. <laughs> huh. Anyway, I dig. Huh. I know. When Scotty says, word, huh, it means he's not agreeing with the you. Words are failing, man. Words are failing me now. All right. They're not my friend. They're not your friend. <laughs> They're not your friend. Let's see. Let's see right, if we want, I don't know if we want to cover the next one or not. Let me double check here. Okay. How are we rolling, Guru? How, how long is our show today? 50. All right. Ooh, all right. Good. We're doing good. Oh, come on. This is from Fecundity. Okay. <laughs> you okay. can't beat it. That is hilarious, man. Sup, Guru Scotty, the dude, the entire crew. I'm yes. about to upgrade from two light flower closet, um, which is a three by five eight tray, to a mm. five light sealed room. Sounds like a big upgrade. Layouts below. I'll be using 600 watt HPS to quickly and cheaply build slash light the room. Um, I like I says quickly and cheaply. That's 600 right. watt HPS. Upgrading to LED in a few cycles. Here's his questions. The intake and outtake come from pre existing wall vents. Is this an acceptable practice? The walls are double brick, which I figured will act as a heat sink. Yes, that's yes. fine. Yes. I mean, do you see he's got a really nice, uh, 30, he says, th- CO2 enriched 3300 watt sealed room, and he's got a drawing of it. Looks like he did it on the computer. Mm-hmm. You got one of them computers. This is the four six-inch air-cooled reflectors will be uh, cooled via six-inch can fan pushing and a six-inch generic inline fan pulling, trying to maintain positive pressure on the reflectors to avoid pulling the smell of the grow. Sounds good. Maybe you don't need both, but go ahead. I'm looking at the way that the reflectors are laid out, and it's you've got a lot of 90-degree turns in there, a lot of tight turns in there. Yeah, I was there. hoping he wasn't going to put them like that. you got to have them just a straight line so your duct runs straight. Yeah, I would consider... Or get the ones that the, the duct comes out of the sides of it instead of... Except for I do... I, I think the ones that it pulls the light just straight over, or it pulls the air straight over the bulb, right. is definitely the way you should go, and that looks like the type he has here. But they do make ones that comes in from the side and pulls the air over the yeah, bulb. Yeah, I mean, that he's saying on a budget, so it's, it's not like this is a deal breaker. But the problem is, is that you've got uh, ninety degree directional changes. So each for ninety degree, you know, each a ninety degree elbow that you install, you gotta add, you know, theoretical like seventy five feet of ducting like so you're thinking that it's it's, you know five foot to the wall plus uh you know plus uh 190 degree well now it's 80 foot to the wall you got to kind of when you're thinking of sizing your your fans up and whatnot so you've got one two three four five six seven eight 
nine, ten. You know, you've got ten uh, uh, elbows, so that's seven hundred and fifty. It's about seven hundred fifty to you know seven hundred seventy feet of uh, of push that you're going to have to size that fan for. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, reduce your your elbows in, in any of your setups for sure. Yeah, and then hook up the uh, like you said, he's already got a can fan push, and he says just hook your shit up, and if you got good air movement on your out. Um, sometimes that's what you need to do is get your stuff set up. I would say if you can have a can fan max fan, um, they do push air better. They work better for air cooling lights than their regular can fan, like inline fans that have been around forever. Uh, so, and then he goes distance on air cooled hoods, um, to the canopy. I mean, you can go pretty damn close with some of them, but I still stick like it 16, yeah, 16 to 18. The problem is you still need the spread. You yeah. Know, you can get them closer without burning the plant, but you need to get that to cover. What you know? What are you trying to cover here? A 4x4 four four area or something with it? 5x5? Five five? I can't tell. They're 12 foot. Uh, anyway, it looks like a 4. You know, they'll cover a 4x4. Four four. Or, yeah. sorry, yeah. just started fading a little. <laughs> That's it, man. All right. Uh, hitting, uh, Guru, you got that question on. He wants to know the distance from a CXB3590 cat dog at 50 watts. Um, a couple inches. Like, yeah. I, I guess, don't go under seven inches. You can have it a couple inches from the canopy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can What's run the them super close. And and you have, I mean, where you have, they're distributed so more, so much more evenly. Um, you don't really have to worry about your coverage as much because generally the the light covers the majority of the area you're trying to right, cover. Right, because like the hood's really big, you know. So you just put the you know, okay. so you can get super close to it, and they're not going to burn the plant. How? But it penetrates down. I guess they have to. Still going to penetrate. Yeah. yeah. Goes on with it says he's going to cover the carpet with panda mold prevention, etc. I would look at the condition of that carpet, and depending on if you're a renter or not. How long is this room going to be a grow room? Because it's ideal to not have carpet. Yeah, it sure is. There's mold and all sorts of things. Even if you're covering it, I get it. You're covering it, but it's uh, nice just to get rid of that. Even you can sometimes, if you take it out good enough and roll it, I think even you have a carpet installer put it back down. Yeah, or you can just get one of those. I think it's like a stretcher or something like that, a knee stretcher or something. But I've seen somebody just come in and, you know, somebody that knew what they were doing, an X installer. You're never an X installer. But come, come in and put my carpet back, no problem. All right, he goes, he's uh, changing up his run to waste cocoa to recirculating flood and drain cocoa. So I guess, I don't know what recirculating flood and drain cocoa means. Flood and drain usually means you're wasting out the drain, too. I think he's No, no, flood and, flood and drain. Like okay, a flood, flood you catch it back at his rest. Yeah, flood and okay. back to the rest. Uh-huh. Anyone yeah, has so any experience works. with this method? I don't in cocoa. I do in rock wool. I know Vader's, uh, Vader runs Canada this way. Anyone else I should check out? He's running... But, but, but you, you, to f- when when you do the when you uh, recirculate uh, your runoff, you're going to end up unbalancing the nutrients that are in there because the plant's going to be taking off what it needs, and then the waste goes back in there, it's true. and it's changing the chemistry of the nutrient solution the entire time. Yep, I don't think it's a I don't think it's the most peak performance way to grow. Myself. No, no, not uh, not at all. It might be a little more efficient on cost, but. And I don't know if canna cocoa A and B is the right nutrient. They might have a better recirculating nutrient they recommend for that. I'm not positive. I would right. double check that. Right. So I mean, I've definitely ran recirculating systems before. You know, rockwool systems and whatnot. I just do. I mean, drain to waste. I am not like you said the other day. And every time you water, I used to tell customers you need 10 percent runoff. Right. Knowing now, I'm running really clean, good. You know, whether it's Canon, New Mill, Arc Screen, all that jazz. I rare. I just want to know that I, my plant's pretty saturated. Maybe I'll get enough runoff to where I lift up the bottom of the pot and look under there, and there's some a sure. little tiny puddle there. I'm sure. like, cool, good. Well, it's different. You're not pushing the salts out, man. Like Guru, what you said earlier was really kind of telling about uh, the soil that has salt on this. You're driving down the road, and you can see, you know, on these you can actually fields. see the salt build up on the side of the road. Yeah, I mean that's the exact same thing. They're trying to push out the salt. We're trying to push out the salt as well, unless you're starting to use, you know, a real soil, real soil with real microbes that can process those those nutrients, man, and it doesn't turn to salt. Yeah, so, I mean, that's where I don't understand saying, well, what, how, if I'm not, you know, f- it says run to waste is kind of a bad terminology for how I'm growing. If you say, oh, he's running to waste. Well, I'm not really wasting much. Right. I'm not really getting much well, runoff unless I'm going to a flush situation or maybe once a growth cycle, like I said. Right. I'll do a heavy enzyme watering and get a bit of runoff on that. Yeah, man, excess is waste. Anyway, 
so hopefully we helped you there. <laughs> Lastly, the best practices for safe because man, I got to that point where you know how you get really high and then you thought you were hungry and then you weren't hungry and now I'm like getting hangry. Uh oh no, shit. Get, you know <laughs> All right. I, I get hangry, man. I don't get hangry. My wife gets hangry and it's <laughs> hilarious because I totally recognize it and mess with her. Right. She just gets pissed. You're hangry, Larry. <laughs> So, last pra- lastly, what best practices for fire safety is the crew practicing? Um, I just keep my fingers crossed. Um, is there a type of smoke detector extinguisher that is recommended? Also, what about the use of heat? The use of heat and water detectors. Sure. So, you can get a water detector. I have thought about it um, for different situations. That d- At this day and age, you can find water detectors. I think that will send you a text or some sort of, you know, there's plenty of that aren't even pertained to this ish- industry that people sure. need to know. Hey, there's water on the ground. Shit's about to go bad yeah. real quick. But uh, as far as a, sm- a fire detector, there was some industry. We probably took it from some other industry that sunlight supply. Oh, had a retardant or something like just that. Just this uh, thing that goes off. Once or, or a arrestor. The, That's the room reaches a certain temperature, I believe. Yeah. And it just automatically goes off. Can I don't do shit. How pissed they'd be fire. if that thing failed. No high temp shut off. I have high temp shut offs for sure. That's built into my light controller. Right. Everybody, if you yeah, high temp shut off for for light controllers. That's mainly for the plants, though. I figure. And I, I mean, you is have... the equipment going to get so hot? It just but it could if fire. something in there is getting hot enough to where a fire could start. And it's I gonna mean, it's gonna kill all the all the power going to the room. Yeah, but as long as everything that we're using also is uh, uh, plugged into, you know, I, what I'm trying to say is, uh, golly, I don't, I can barely talk to man. <laughs> the electrical codes keep us safe. You know what I mean? If you got something plugged into a 15 amp outlet uh, and it's you know running 20 amps, the fucking power's gonna yeah. I mean, I hope the breaker's gonna pop. You know, I got... yeah. If you're in that situation, you just need to start going to the laundromat. And convert the washer and dryer room. Well, into... I mean, even so, I got a 600 watt bare bulb. Um, HPS is probably the most in quote potential fire hazard in my grow when it's right. running. Right now, I'm running two SK 600s and nothing else, and all my electrician and breaker panel, all that was done entirely professionally. That's what I mean, I think that's your fire but prevention. I guess right what there. if the hook holding the hood with the bare bulb HPS right. fell out of the drywall or something? My oversight swung down and went against the wall. Right, but the walls made of that are foam board. Yeah, that's with, just not going to just well, erupt in I think flames. it can catch on fire. And the ballast is going to kill the once the bulb shorts out and oh, is the, broken. The ballast is going to kill kill any electricity going to it anyway. So basically, guys, you don't need a fire extinguisher if you're a grower for anything. Yeah, dude, no, but <laughs> you should always kidding, have a man. fire extinguisher in your house. Yeah, so I have just one. In case. Yeah, but I'm talking about these auto release ones. If I have I one in my grow, auto release. Why one, do no. I have? Why, why shouldn't I have one in my kitchen too, mounted to the ceiling and somewhere else? Sure, I'm like I agree, Scotty. Where I'm trusting my backups that are there with electricity and fuses and shit like that, but yeah, you're right. I do need a fire extinguisher for my house. I've seen some. You see some funny videos on that shit. People throwing water on gas fires in their engines and shit. And just oh, that is funny, man. That watching funny. people get third degree burns, cracking oh, man. up. <laughs> <laughs> I wish so, I could have unseen some shit. I was looking at Facebook this morning. I was like, dude. How'd you do that? To Watching me for, people man? get hurt is funny. If you like, you watch ridiculousness. As long as they don't die, oh. or like some people are getting lifetime injuries, though. I realize, like, dude, that. I just laughed at a guy that just got a lifetime injury. Yeah, like, right. Right. Anyway. Like, oh, his femur just snapped in half. Oh, your boy did pass away, man. You know, Rob and Big, the the big guy passed away, man. Oh, he did. He did, man. Interesting. Yeah, it's sad. At 45, too, man. That don't make me feel so good. I mean, let's <laughs> just there go with scientific statistics when you're a extremely overweight big guy right. and you're a black man, which usually has, I think, more statistics with heart attacks and shit for whatever don't reason. I don't know. Man. Yeah, racialist with the statistics. Totally. Anyway, uh, what are we at now? I think we handled all the questions for Facundo G. Yeah. <laughs> That is fucking hilarious, man. And I think we pretty much did a show, man. Getting to the point of, uh, I don't know, you do have a quick thing if you want to talk about in your grower, we can move it on, move it on up. Uh, I have no idea, man. What was I talking about? Oh, no, we were just, <laughs> at lunch, we were laughing today about, like, the first grows that we tried and how naive we were to think that we are going to pull it off. And, like, me and my buddy just got our $800 together, me, me and my, my uh, best friend, and we rented an apartment. And we were like, yeah, we went and got the Rockwell Slab Systems in 1991 with the Dynagro. What kind of lighting? Was it, like, stolen thousand, out of thousand a watt, eight, Thousand watt HPS. No, that was one generation away from stealing it from a car dealership, man. <laughs> <laughs> or, one, you know, one. But uh, we went and actually got the Dowie, and we hooked it up. 
And um, the next morning we're hanging out. We're like, what's that noise, man? And, dude, there's fucking bus stop was outside of my house, man. Like, or outside of the apartment. Like, we're on a ground floor apartment. And all the kids were sitting there smoking cigarettes on our back porch because that was the bus stop hangout, man. Interesting. I was like, dude. There's no way we're getting away with a grow here, man. There's just absolutely no way. This is the dumbest waste of eight hundred dollars we've ever done, man. Yeah, my first one was down in Florida there with a, just a sixty-five watt fluorescent twirly bird bulb with oh, a yeah, desk yeah. clip li- clip clip light and nice. pointed it at one plant that was sitting behind my desk. And it started to get a little funky, and then it barely flowered, and then it was just time to right. cut it down. I knew, and then we just let it all the whole plant dry and like ground up everything, <laughs> smoke some harsh bowls that got us barely kind of high. My roommate's dad. <laughs> Those were the days. My roommate's dad found mine probably a month in when like he was my roommate was moving in, and like he had come downstairs. We were showing him the house, and right. he came down to my room, and like I was standing in front of the closet the entire time. Someone asked me about something in my room. Walked in there. He opens the closet door, and I came around the corner, and he just closed it, looked at me, and didn't say anything. About oh, it. man. Because, I mean, was his... this somebody growing in his parents' house? Oh, no. This was his son was moving into the house I was already living into. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, man. We were talking stories about smoking, like getting caught smoking weed when you were younger and whatnot. And uh, I remember, I, I think I've told this story before. I'll try not to butcher it. But uh, we were smoking in my closet. And my dad is knocking on the door. What's going on there? What's going on there? And the only thing, I was so busted. The only thing, and I was super high. I didn't know what to do. So I'm like, let me just act like I'm changing to go out to the club, man, you know, or something. So I take my shirt off and then answer the door. And my buddy's in the closet with a startled look on his face. I have no shirt on. My dad just looks at me and he just walked away man he just closed the door and walked away and didn't say a fucking word man that was perfect perfect. yeah man i think we got away with that one you know all right man well let's wrap it up put it in the bag guys we're gonna give some shout outs check out all check it all check out all check it all out (laughs) dudegrows.com shout out to o with the 303 kush holy shit Zilla and Frosty. Yeah, the true bush doctor and big daddy beef. Adam, 110-100-100. Smokable Johnson, what's up? Bud Nicholson and Yellow Schooner. Smoking five beast in the east. Let's not forget about the members, man. Budsy Malone, Hermit Rob. Case Rambler, Galaxy, what's up? Don't forget about Rogue Gank. He's Rogue. Right, take her easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bomb. Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads at natural medicine Go ahead and try something new, new, new It's just weed, it's just weed I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on It's just weed, it's just weed I like to smoke it all day long, yeah Get me!